When I was a kid growing up in Plainview, New York, on Long Island, my father worked in a variety store called Pergament. And among the crazy hodgepodge of things they sold in the store were the kinds of dissection kits that you use in high school. My brother and I each bought ourselves a dissection kit because we loved to dissect animals. And our main source of animals was the woods around our house. Back at this time, the early 1960s, there were still plenty of wonderful woods, almost forests, surrounding the developments that had been built in places like Plainview on Long Island. And we would head off into the woods and go to this one particular tree called the Grandmother Tree. It was by far the biggest tree in the forest. Even at that age, it seemed to have a kind of spiritual power with all the birds and animals that lived there. But it was also the source of of some death. And we could always find a dead squirrel or a dead bird underneath the tree. My brother and I would take these robins or these squirrels home and we would dissect them with our dissecting kits removing the heart and the lungs and the the intestines and putting them in little baby food jars which we then displayed in our bedroom on a shelf that we called the museum as i got older my interest turned more towards the tree itself not just as a tree but as a sort of refuge i would sit myself up under the grandmother tree and just read for hours Sometimes I would just close the book that I had brought and close my eyes and just listen. The different kinds of birds, the cicadas, even the mosquitoes buzzing around my head. I could just sort of let myself disappear into it, will, at any time. There was a lot of conflict at my home. My parents fought a lot. And somehow this tree, this grandmother tree, became the sole source of peace and quiet for me. At about the same time, when I was maybe 12 years old, somebody moved into our neighborhood. He was a a man named Mandelbaum, and he was a real estate developer. One afternoon, uh, when I came home from school, my mother told me about Mandelbaum and his wife and took me aside and kind of whispered in my ear, Mandelbaum is a survivor. I didn't know what that meant. It means that he escaped from the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. He had survived the camp somehow. He hadn't actually escaped. He had been in a camp for years. And then when the war was over, he had been freed. Now he lived just about a block and a half away. And slowly but surely, he was buying up all the undeveloped lots around our home and our neighborhood in Plainview. The woods around our house in Plainview, slowly, lot by lot, block by block, were disappearing. One spring day, after a hard winter that had buried Plainview in eight- and ten-foot snowdrifts, I got some books together, and I headed out a few blocks to the little forest where the grandmother tree still stood. But there was nothing there. The whole lot had been completely cleared away. It was as if a bomb had fallen. The whole forest was just a huge, empty expanse of dirt, covered with the treads of huge tractors and bulldozers. Not even the roots of the trees remained. Not a, not a leaf, not a stick. And I just stood there. I think the books might have fallen from my hands as I stood there looking out at this lot. What had happened to all the birds? And I was just outraged and beside myself. And I, 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 I felt so powerless. I had no idea what to do. 
I went home and I wrote the developer a note. Dear Mr. Mandelbaum, it would have been a better thing for you to have died in the concentration camp than to have come to this place and destroyed the refuge of all our neighborhood birds and animals. I signed the letter and I dropped it into the Mandelbaum's mailbox. About a day later, Mandelbaum's wife came walking over to our house with a very tight, fast step and showed the letter to my mother and father, who were observant Jews. They were absolutely mortified, and they said, this is unbelievable. You have to go and apologize personally to this man for this unbelievable, horrible thing that you wrote. And some current of complete rebelliousness rose up in me. I'm not going to apologize, I said. There's no way I'm going over there. I meant what I wrote. My parents couldn't believe it. They, they didn't even know how to punish me. Mandelbaum couldn't believe it either. He didn't know what to do, and we were still neighbors, so it was extremely awkward. And sometimes I would be walking up the block while Mandelbaum would be walking back down from the local grocery store, and he would very deliberately cross the street to avoid running into me. He refused to get within striking distance of me, he had told his wife, for fear of what he might do. Mandelbaum became a fixture. He, he built the largest house in the neighborhood. And every Halloween, he'd wow all the, all the local kids by handing out the most ostentatious sweets. My brother would come home from his trick-or-treating with a sack filled with uh, Rolos and Turkish taffy and milk duds. Compensation for our neighborhood woods. The weeks and the months passed. I grew old enough to be pretty ashamed of, of my actions in the letter I'd written. Years after that incident, I traveled to Europe for the first time. And in some of the bars in Munich, Germany, I met middle-aged men who had actually fought alongside the Nazis and been part of Hitler's army. They asked me if I was Jewish. I told them that I was. And when I saw the expression on their faces, I realized how terrifying it must have been for a young Jewish man growing up at a time when anti-Semitism was raging through Europe. Though he was my first real nemesis, I'd be grateful for the opportunity to approach Mr. Mandelbaum today and apologize sincerely for that thoughtless letter that I wrote so many years ago. But I still wish he'd left us that tree. Jeff's story was produced by Pat Nassidi Miller and Anna Sussman. Go to snapjudgment.org for a link to all things Jeff Greenwald. And when you're there, explore the Snap. Join the Snap Nation conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Tweet, Tweet. We cannot wait to hear from you. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.